Okay, and we're back. It's been a minute. Hi, hello there. How's it going? Uh, welcome back to the Pumpkin Seeds Podcast. I am your host, Shana Davidland Blanford. I'm really excited, guys. I promise I didn't just uh, put my mic and headphones away and forget all about y'all. I've been working. Um, I'm really excited to introduce this uh, these first few episodes. I uh, I've been wanting to bring more fitness to the podcast since I started it, but when I first started it, we were just in the middle of, uh, I had a bunch of topics other people wanted me to cover that just kind of, you know, took precedent. Um, but fitness is my thing. It's, it's part of who I am. It's me. Um, and, uh, so it feels really good to be able to bring a little bit of that to the podcast. And I know that a lot of you started following me because of fitness. So I'm hoping we can get back to that narrative a little bit using this series. Um, so to kick off the series, uh, we have our first episode with one of my old professors, uh, Lee. Lee is probably the only person in the entire universe that could have convinced me to not only take a group exercise class, but actually kind of love it. Uh, she's been around long enough to see group X be born and then be a huge part in, you know, how it just came to fruition. And now group X is one of the most popular forms of exercise uh around the world um and it's just really cool to hear from women who are happy to share their story and yeah it's just uh i think you guys are gonna like this now just a warning this is 100 percent just a real raw conversation i had a couple talking notes for lee and i but that's about it um i have done zero editing because i don't know how to do that yet uh the best i know how to do is insert an intro clip and an outro clip <laughs> So that's what you're going to get. So this one might be a long one with the intro and outro um, on there. But if you're interested in listening about just like what it's like to be a fitness professional as a woman, uh, how it's changed over the years um, and what these wonderful women see coming into the future, uh, please check out all episodes. There's going to be three. This is one. The second one will be next week. Um, Just to give a little overview of what Leah and I cover, we talk about what uh, training and personal training and group training has been like during the pandemic. Uh, We talk a little bit about how both of us cannot do the online space because we need to move our bodies. Uh, And we talk about just faking it till you make it, owning your space. Um, And Lee gives a lot of really good uh, little tidbits of advice just about how even if you don't have a plan or you do, things happen. And as long as you can just Trust in yourself that you're going to be able to figure it out, whatever that might look like or that might end up being. You can accomplish all the things that you want to accomplish. And she says, don't let people push you around and be patient. Um, And those are the two takeaways I'm going to take because I didn't realize it, but I let people push me around. Um, One of those people being myself and I am not patient. So I took away um, quite a bit from this episode and I hope you guys do as well. So without further ado, uh, this is a conversation with me and Lee yeah okay yeah. i think it's we're recording easy. okay awesome all right cool so okay. we're gonna start with um i'll just have you introduce yourself because i know who you are but my followers have no idea who you are so just introduce yourself and then we'll get to the questions sure uh, my name is lee gavarkovs and um i am a fitness professional for 30 plus years i'm an ex-dancer um, I'm a mom and a wife, and I am the fitness manager at the Royal Canadian Yacht Club, and I'm on faculty at Humber College, so i got a lot going on. 
Yeah, that is quite a bit. Oh my gosh. I love that whenever I talk to women, it's always like, this is what I do for work. I'm also a mom of like 7,000 children and I'm married and I do this and I'm on this club. It's always like a thousand things. Well, it's one child, but he feels like 7,000. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. My brother's like having three younger brothers. Um, yeah. Okay, awesome. So what I kind of want to hear is uh, just a little bit of your backstory of like how you first got into fitness. And I know that you came sure. in through the group fitness route, right? It was from dance to group fitness. Um, and that's kind of a unique story. So I yeah. want to hear that. Yeah. Um, well, so first of all, when I was in university, um, the one one thing I knew about myself is that if I didn't move and by move mean pound my body into the ground for six hours a day, I felt anxiety. Okay. But I didn't know that it was anxiety because I'd never been diagnosed. I was a woman. They didn't diagnose us and no one really used the word anxiety, but I knew physically I could get rid of that feeling. So I'd been dancing since I was three. My parents were really angry with me when I was like, guess what? I'm getting my degree in modern dance. So, cause the fitness okay. industry didn't really, I mean, my mom went to jazzercise. There wasn't a lot of information. Gyms weren't really a thing yet. And uh, so I got my dance degree knowing this. Um, and I started teaching dance classes and I supplemented in Austin, Texas. There was this woman who had a, I, I think I asked, answered a newspaper ad, had a, I basically, she did the choreography. I took it to the Texas school for the debt, for the deaf. They lined up cafeteria tables that I stood on for a stage and I taught a no impact aerobics class to supplement what I was doing but I wasn't serious and then um, I moved to New York and I found the gym a couple years later and by now I'd been taking hip-hop classes and I took this class and I was like kind of skeptical and I took it and this guy his name was Dwayne Nelson and I'll just give him a shout out he's not with us anymore but uh he he was so awesome and I was like oh you know I think I could do this so a couple years from there I got certified again and I was like I'm not going to pay for my gym I can just do this so it was a side hustle for a long time I had three classes and then suddenly I had 16 classes and I had one student one of my students say to me I need you to train me and I told her no for like six months and she wouldn't say take no. So I got my certification and then I had five clients and a wait list and I quit my day job thinking, let me do it while I can. Cause I was, I don't know, 32 or something like that. Let me do it while I don't look stupid. And uh, PS I'm 56 and still, still teaching kickboxing. <laughs> still still, still uh, doing all the things that I was like, this is a young girl game it's really not yeah and uh, I've gotten to grow with the industry that's so cool yeah so lucky so yeah. lucky yeah very yeah and so um would you say that did you ever have a plan for your career in fitness or did all these things just kind of sort of happen well I think they fell into place because um you know what I think that I think that part of it, the thing for me is in, I did retail for a long time because it didn't require me to sit in a chair, but yeah. that's no job. Like they forget right. it. I, you know, respect to people out there doing that still, but um, it, that was not going to be long-term for me. And I couldn't sit in a chair. So I did sales. So that sort of took care of it for me. But I think the, I think the way that it 
makes me feel I'm so passionate about. And then I get the feedback from my clients and my participants that I almost don't have a choice to do anything else. Like I really, I fought my husband. He thought it was a, you know, a no non-starter when we moved here. I like dug my feet in. This is where I belong. When you know it, you know it. Yeah. That's awesome. And then, so how long were you teaching before the, uh, Humber college thing came about? Um, well, when I was in New York, before we left New York, I had started, um, there's a company called Town Sports International, or was, I think they just went, uh, they're having difficulties because of COVID. Uh, but at the time, they were the third most populous gym in, in the United States. Um, and New York Sports Club was all over the city, and I was teaching for them. And uh, I had started working on their training and development team. So basically, I was training incoming trainers and Group X instructors, the New York Sports Club way. So I was kind of doing that. And then um, we'd been here a couple of years and I'd started teaching again. And Judy Haig Tulio, which I'm sure you remember Judy yeah. from Humber, was, uh, in fact, most of the Group X team at Humber, we were all Dunfield girls. We all taught at the Dunfield. And oh. um, we got to talking and I knew she was maybe at Humber and I mentioned on purpose, because you always have to be selling, um, what I had done for Town Sports International. And then, I don't know, like six months later, Victoria Ryder Burbage came, she had a class before my class and suddenly she, it was like she waited around for me, but I didn't realize it. She sat down beside me casually and started asking me questions. And the next thing I knew, boom, Humber, best thing. It was so great. That's awesome. Oh, Victoria's another uh, young, she's another lady I got to get in touch with. She's awesome. I love her. One of my faves. For yeah. sure. Um, okay, cool. And um, so I think what's going to be interesting about, so you are a trainer and you are a group instructor and you still mm -hmm. taught dance for quite a bit as well. Um, in those industries. I haven't taught dance. Really? You were just a dancer. Go ahead. It, well, I haven't. No, no, I taught dance, but it's been a long, I never taught dance in New York. Right. It was a so long once I moved time. from Texas, I sort of moved away from that because the gym thing started to happen. Yeah. Gotcha. <clears throat> okay. That's so cool. Um, cause but the main simil thing similar. Yeah. Similar. Um, cause the main thing I want to focus on is I find in my profession so far, like I've only been doing this for like a hop, skip and a jump. Um, but I find I sell myself short personally because I'm a woman. And when I say that, yep. I, what I mean is I assume people don't take me seriously. And I assume that I can't give advice to like the big guy in the gym because he just won't listen to me. And I don't give people yep. the opportunity to tell me that I just decide that. Did you have any of that in your experience for teaching in group X or. Oh, yeah. oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Now group X happens to be more woman dominant, but yeah. any of the guys that are in it get the class first it, and, and I'm talking New York and probably here too. get paid more. Um, the crowd of participants, um, you know what? I fill my class. I'm, I'm a salesperson at heart right. and, um, I feel so good moving that I know that that's infectious, but I know that if I'm looking in general, the guys classes fill faster and, and, uh, yeah, there's, it's, it's still out there. 
That's interesting to me because I sure, never would even have considered it's that. It's all in how you embrace it. Yeah. yeah. It's all in how you embrace it or don't embrace it. It feels worse on the trainer end of things for sure. But um, I, it, it's all what you decide that you're going to take. Right. Actually, that's a good th- thing to point out. So like between when you were training clients and then teaching group classes, did you notice that difference? Yeah. Well, first of all, when I started training, there were hardly any women on the gym floor at all, much less trainers. When I was training with my trainer, um, which made my group X classes very different from some of my colleagues because nobody else was training. I was my best friend. and I were the only ones on the floor. And then when I started training, I was one of the few. There weren't a lot of women. And um, that kept going. Hello. Hello. I can still hear you. I don't know what happened. That kept going. Um, can you? Okay. That kept uh, that kept going. It's been building up, building up, and now I see a lot more equity when you're out on the gym floor. But yes. um, yeah, it, it's almost like we weren't part of the culture, or we were we were a rarity. Yes. So then, do you still think you yeah. see that now, or do you think that there it's a lot? Like obviously, there's more women now for sure. But do you feel like there's yeah. still a little yeah. bit of imbalance there or what? You know, it's, it's so interesting um, because I put myself in a position of authority for yes. so long now that it doesn't bother me. Okay. Right. I, it really, and Humber had a lot of, uh, especially once I became the advisor for the trainers, mm-hmm. had a lot to do with my attitude now. And now I'm the boss at my gym. So um, I think that helps a lot. See, cause I have this theory that, cause obviously in my, my lifetime, I have not had to deal with the, um, the lack of equality as much as the women above me have had to deal with it. Like things are pretty good right now, but I think a lot of right. times women, my age, yep. we assume things going into yep. it based on what we've heard. Does that make sense? Sure. Like, because we oh, expect it. There are stories right down the line. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, and we told you stories when you were at Humber. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we, we let you know what some of those stories are because we want you to know that you stand up for yourself and you, um, you're the same, you come from the same education, you know, the same or more. And, uh, you know, it's good to know what you're up against. And then it's good to know what you can let go of. Yeah, I th- I like that. That's good to know. And I like how you mentioned the because you are you're in a position of power, so it's different for you, right? You know what you're worth, you know what you're capable of, and you're kind of past the whole questioning yourself because of because of where yeah. you, how much you've accomplished. I'm also really fortunate in that I'm still part of a partnership, right? So um, I'm not as grasping at every last dollar that I used to be. Right. So I, I'm just also in a different point, part of my life that might have something to do with it, but I don't think so. I think I was already kind of taking my power before I moved to Toronto. Okay, cool. I like that answer. Um, so then my next, and I think as a teacher and as a current, like you're currently a fitness manager, so you're in the industry and you're watching the new up and coming parts of the industry. Do you think the um, yeah. equality between men and women, uh, we'll start with there just like in terms of working in the industry, do you think it's changing? Like, are you having more females in your program at Humber? Are you hiring more females at the gym? I think we definitely have more women at Humber. 
Um, I've been there since 2009. So I would say, yeah, there's, there's a better split between, between female and male. Um, at the gym, it really just depends. The, when I stepped into the RCYC, I think there were more female trainers, but the men had more work. The people that I've hired from Humber have mostly been male, but that's because that's who came through my door. Okay. I'm like, I, I had one female and she lived too far away. It was too far of a haul for her. Um, but my staff in general, we're, we're starting to look really female. Cool. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, it just, I don't think I'm looking at it. It's really rare that I look at my floor and go, oh, where are the girls are, or oh, where are the boys anymore? And see, I feel the same way. Um, I work for Good Life right now. And the specific club that I work at uh, is actually mostly females, mostly girl trainers. And they're like all the female trainers have the most hours. They make the most money. They have the most experience. So it's been a really cool experience for me because like Humber, I had all these amazing women who taught me. And then when I got into the workforce, I have not seen uh, any proof. Like it's very female powered, which has been really cool. And I think that's a luxury for my generation for sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, what about the way that they approach training? Because yeah. like, there's the stereotypical, yeah. like girls don't want to get big. They don't want to lift weights. Are you noticing a change in that also? Personally, um, just uh, organizationally, couldn't do it. It's much more administrative and right where yes. I'm much more flowy. I, I'm I am artistic beyond right. And, and see, uh, yeah, so I need to see. I need to see your face today and see what we're doing, right? And I knew, I knew you would agree with me on this. Cause like my thing that I said to all my clients was, cause a lot of people ask me why I didn't go online once the gyms closed. Cause I didn't, I just didn't work while the gyms were closed. And it's because I got into personal training because I don't sit, yeah. I don't like to sit. So I'm not going to sit at my computer all day and right. look at you through a screen. I'm just not going to do that. I need your energy. It's well, I don't even do that. I put my iPad on a, a little thing. And I, I sit there and I demo and I move it around. <laughs> I can't, good. I've had to train someone in from my desk twice. And I was like, not doing that again. I hate that. So, um, yeah, no. And, and I know I'm, I have my precision nutrition certification and I'm using their software right now. Um, but just the, just the whole coaching from the checklist of things is, is not really how I operate. That being said, I'm not someone that you're going to go to if you need periodized training. 
because right. I do that, but I'm not like, here are the charts, right? Yes. So it just might be that it's, it's a fit for you or it's not a fit for you. And yeah, people should be checking everybody's credentials that say they can do it for sure. That's my biggest thing is like, especially because I am a trainer, but I'm also like, like none of my friends work out, right? Like they think I'm a crazy person. And so like, they'll be like, oh, I, right. just, I started this new diet or this new workout program from this girl I follow on Instagram. She's an online coach. She charges me like 20 bucks a week and she makes me a program. And I look at it and I'm like, this girl didn't even take a weekend course. She has no certification. She just has a really nice butt. Like that's, that's not, that's not a credential. Right. And it's taking away from the people that like oh. really worked for their credentials. It's also undercutting you in price, which is not right. No, because you feel like you're constantly trying to explain to people why you're worth the amount that you're worth because all these other people are charging peanuts, yeah. but it's because they don't. Yeah. Right. Well, so that's been yeah. interesting for me. Like that's exactly right. Yeah. It's been tough. It's, you know, what? it's, I would, we'll be back to in person. I don't think that's going away. I think it'll take some time to be fully back. Um, there's definitely, we're not being erased. It's not going to be a complete, no matter what you see or what people want to say right now, there will be online and this is here to stay, but this will not be the only way. And that I was worried the first lockdown, I was like, I don't know, but this second lockdown, the amount of my clients that came in through the door their first day and they were like, home workouts are not the same. I was like, okay, we're fine. Like the gym will always be a thing, personal training in person. It just, I don't know. It just hits different when you're in person. I can connect with you. I can. It's social. Yeah. And yeah, so much of, a, of my job, like I am not, my, my clients don't, this is one thing I always talk about for personal training. It's really very little about what you actually know in terms of training. And it's very much about the connections that you make with your clients. Like yep. my clients don't train with me because I know everything there is to know about training. They train with me because they like me. Yeah. Right now you, you're a relationship builder. I for am. Sure. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And like people come to me because I'm a very positive person. So a lot of my, my clients are like, they like to plug into me. They say they need me in the morning. I'm like a battery charger and I can't give that to you over zoom. Yeah. Like I need to be in person. Right. Yeah. So I'm yeah. Just happy for well, you and as a that. group girl, as a group girl, it, I have to say, it's just not same with the little squares. It's it'll do for now. <laughs> right. But, and it has given me opportunities to do a couple things I would have had to do otherwise, but I really thrive off everybody jumping and sweating together. It's awesome. And like, I remember your classes, Lee, and I don't like group fitness and I liked your classes. So that makes sense. You to me. found your stride in my class. Yeah. Like, do you remember that? I do. Yeah, that you, you looked up at the crowd <laughs> and you, all of a sudden you were like, and it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> it I tell that story yep. of the, the first day in class when you made us do that step class all the time. Cause I've never had my ass kicked so quickly. <laughs> that was the hardest class. Oh my God. Christy and I still talk about oh, it. I love step. <laughs> I just love step. <laughs> it's coming back. Oh yeah. It's I huge. It's coming back. Yeah. It's yeah. Huge. I'm happy for that. We have one of those classes at our club. They only have it like once a week, but it's always full. Even right now it's always full. It's the Les Mills version, right? Yeah. 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 And so love it, love it. Are you teaching for Humber right now or no? 
I opted out this semester just because the going back to the online thing. I think it's a really weird, just personally, way to do Group X and um, and the other classes that I had. I Hammer has been great for me because I've had I taught counseling and communication a couple of semesters ago. Uh, they've okay. given me opportunities to do things that wouldn't have been on my plate anywhere else. And mm -hmm. being the advisor for the trainers and all of that has been really great. Um, but I taught, obviously, the end of last winter, we were online all of a sudden. And then I taught one Group X1 in the fall. And I just, it's such a struggle, again, to build a connection. And I had 12 people that just showed up out of the 35 and those 12 did great and they showed up and everybody else just tried to you know slide through with never even like it just is it, so I, I instead of getting frustrated which I was I told um AJ out you know I'm happy to come back if you'll have me in fall and when we're all back yeah because I sense. also think just for the students that they're like all over the world it's so weird. So yeah, that being said, I know Carmen's killing it. I know Judy and Deb um, and Winnie are all teaching online and they're doing just fine. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Group exercise yeah. would be hard to teach in a college course online. Cause like, so I'm currently in college. I'm uh, going to school at, at Algonquin right now. And what do you, I, what are you doing there? I'm taking public relations. Girl, that's really good. Thank you. That's fabulous, actually. And and that that is that's awesome. Thank good. you so much. I'm loving it. I really am. But I feel for teachers right now because like uh, my program's 37 of us, and maybe three of us will have our cameras on. So then the teacher's just standing in her living room, just like talking to a blank screen. Yeah. Right? Like that's not the same. So I couldn't imagine, yeah. I couldn't imagine group exercise. Well, I always that. make jokes because this happens in my Zoom classes too. I'm like, I'm, I'm dancing for you as you eat your chips. Like that's what I feel like. Yes, I, that's Enjoy what's happening. the show. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so oh you just started at, oh. um, you just started at the health club. When did you get that job and why? What was the, what happened there? A uh, year. Well, I had I was this close to my um, my um, trainer being the being the advisor for the trainers being a full time job. Yeah. And um, then we got HRT got disbanded, and so whatever wasn't it was upstairs being signed off on, and so I had my full time job. Like if my son's old enough, I was ready to go. And I was so jazzed about this because I kind of made that position and and here it was happening and then it didn't happen. And um, I, I, I want a full-time job. My son's old enough. I want to feel like I don't want to rely on my husband. I want to feel like, God forbid, if I had to do it, I, I could do it. And uh, so I kind of started playing around and um, between everything that I've done, the only thing when I was doing um, internship coordination at Humber, I had to run events. That was like the last thing I had never done. And I was like, so yeah, I could run. I don't want a big box gym. I don't want, I don't want to work 18 hour days. I don't want that, but I would love to run a little, a little tiny place. Um, and where also 
I can take students in and the learning thing, I can build and develop my team. So that's my underlying theme. And then um, Deb Singer's friend, Sheila, was running this program and Sheila was moving on. And she called Deb and Deb was like, no, I'm going to give you Lee. And so I was for six months part-time, just coordinating the group X. And then I signed on the dotted line in January last year. Nice. And um, don't even, I don't even know how that happened. But uh, so they had to make me essential because I flipped everything online as soon as we quit or they didn't have to, but they did. And uh, so somehow I'm still working. And I've been able to, the three times we've been open in the last year, I've had an intern from Humber, I've hired people from Humber, I feel like I'm building on my little educational thing. And um, yeah, so I know if I'm just a little patient, it'll be what I want. Yes. And once we're back in person, that'll be like, especially being able to, if you go back to Uh teaching too. We're frozen. Oh no. Am I back? Am I there? Yeah. Am I here? Yeah, you're back. Okay. Um, so then actually that perfectly, you're there. Yeah, you're there. that leads in perfectly to what I wanted to ask kind of to like finish off was, so based on what you've been through getting to where you are now, you work in industry and you're a teacher. Do you have any advice for women who want to start in the industry yeah. and who want to actually make it in the industry? Like who want to start their own business or become a manager of some sort, run their own little club, anything like that? Yeah. First of all, educate, educate, educate. Second of all, go get some business courses in young lady in public relations. <laughs> Third of all, stand your ground. And fourth of, fourth of all, don't, don't let anyone stop you. Decide what you want to do and then just do what you need to do to do it. It's not easy work all the time. But um, you build your, you know, there there are obstacles in the way, certainly, but you build your own, your own castle. I like that. And I really, this one's even patient. Yeah, I've been doing this for 30 years. And it's been a long and winding road. That Lee, that's (laughs) the thing I'm not good at. I don't have that. I don't have a patient bone in my body. I swear. Well, the harder thing for you is sort of we have an established industry now. For me, it wasn't established at all. So every time something new came up, I'd be like, I'll do it. I'll do it. And uh, you, and so it'll be really fun to see where you end up. Yeah, it'll be cool. I'm excited to see how the PR and the fitness end up dancing together at the end. I think that'll be really neat to see. I think that's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I can't so, wait to see either. It'll be cool. I'm excited. Um, I really like what you said at the beginning about how, when I asked, cause so the reason why I wanted to do this series and especially have you and, and Deborah on is cause you guys were both like, like, I still talk about you guys today with my clients, with any other like jobs. And when I meet the managers, whatever, it's cause I copy a lot of the things you guys said and you guys were always very confident and clearly in your own. Right. And my problem is I'm finding, it was actually my boyfriend that brought it up to me, but I find that I second guess myself a lot and like I won't speak up or I won't give my opinion on something in a certain room because I am a woman. And like, no one's told me that I shouldn't do that. I've just been doing it. And I like what you said about how you're like, you don't really have time to consider those things because you've put yourself in a place of power and like that you, you, you're good with who you are and what you know. And I think um, a lot of women can really benefit from like trying to 
emulize that a little bit because that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It, it took me a while. And actually, I hadn't even considered it until you sent me those questions. So oh, really? it happened organically. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, and confidence comes with with time and and experience. Um, but you also I know Carmen used to say this to her students, you, you gotta sometimes put a smile on your face and pretend like you know what you're doing, fake it a little bit to make it, right? And you your appearance is confident. So live live for your like live up to your appearance there. Yeah, Bradley used to always say that. He used to say fake it until you are it is what he used to say all the time. Yeah. Which has helped yeah. me get a lot of jobs. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. That's a thing. Or Deb always says, say yes and then figure it out. Right. So if you're like me, you end up a lot of times going, <laughs> and then you figure it out. Right? <laughs> it's all good. There's not a lot you can, you know, you take a couple steps back sometimes, but it always leads you to the next thing. Yeah. And you know the same or more than any room that you're standing in, any room of guys. You, you are on par with everything you've been doing. So just, you have that behind you. And I think there's knowing that, and then there's like blindly trusting in yourself in that area. And those are the, like, you have to cross that bridge. Right. Cause like, I know I went to school. Yeah. I know I've been training for how well, many and you years. Won't always. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. And depending on what else is going on in your life, that makes it hard too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But uh, you're, yeah, you're, you're killer. Well, thanks, Lee. I'm so glad that you, I was able to see you. It's been so many years. Like it's been a long time. I feel like not because of social media. Yes, that definitely <laughs> helps. That definitely helps. Yeah. Well, I'm very proud of you and I know that we all are. And um, I'm very flattered that you want to talk to me. Oh my gosh. Of course. I, I hope to have you on again. Maybe if I come up with another topic to talk about, cause you've just seen so sure. much, like you've been here for like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a perspective that no one of my age. Yes, yes. That's one way to put it. That's one way to put it. The group X village elder. <laughs> the tribe elder. That, yeah. Do you remember me calling you the tribe too? Yes. I yes. called you part of my tribe. There's it's a very different. If this helps with your confidence, you'll start to notice it when someone's part of the tribe. Like you'll recognize it almost immediately in somebody. And you are that. Well, thank you, Lee. That means a lot to me. Um, in closing, uh, if people, uh, do you want to just plug the club that you're working at? And, uh, if you have any socials or if you're teaching classes, somewhere people can find you. Um, yeah, so I am running the fitness program at the Royal Canadian Yacht Club. Um, that being said, as we know, things are changing here and there. I am doing some online stuff every now and then on Instagram. Um, and I'll have more of that to come. My YouTube channels under fit one Lee and anything I do that is outside the parameters of Humber or my club will be under fit one Lee. 